Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The titles of this interview is The Lighthouse Effect and Creating a Compelling First Impression. Too many talented solopreneurs and professionals are business shy. They hide behind another person's brand, a borrowed title, or their product and service. And then they wonder why attracting the right clients is such a struggle. No more shy. In business, shy equals broke. It's time to stand for something, anything that gives our lives purpose. And then shout it from the rooftops because people want to know why we care before they care what we know. It's time to stop yelling, uh, stop selling and start sharing. The days of the sales techniques of convincing, chasing, and hoping are coming to an end. It's time to authentically attract. It's time to put professionalism, parentheses, aka perfectionism, close parentheses, where it belongs, in the dumpster of demise. We can't be human and perfect at the same time. Only one of them is fake, and everyone knows it. Most importantly, it's time to bring our humanity back to our business and profits back to our lives. Now I'm gonna give you the bio of the person who's gonna talk to us about that. In a world where dreams are crushed, souls are forgotten and rust never sleeps, Josh Zeppis, AKA the identity archeologist, I love that by the way, is on a mission to ensure talented solopreneurs turn every business first every business first impression into a second impression that's where the sales happens by raising their roc that's return on conversation so they can profit more without grinding more after decades on the corporate farm as a shy introverted engineer he realized that the cubicle could no longer contain him so he escaped it was a rocky road through entrepreneurship in the financial and gym industries until he finally stopped ignoring his genius. Now he plays in it profitably every day. When he's not digging for business gold, he flies airplanes, brews beer, runs long distance obstacle course races and creates literary masterpieces. With that, ladies and gentlemen and others, I give you Josh Zeppis. Thank you so much, Tony. I could not have said that better myself. (laughs) <laughs> I love a word or two, but that's okay. We're human, as I said. <laughs> yes, that was perfect. You were authentically reading that. And that is the key. No more perfectionism. It's a killer. Killer in business. It's a killer in our lives. You know, it's the, the, this, the universe doesn't lie. I mean, we may lie, but the universe doesn't lie. I recently interviewed uh, Ken Attard, and he, is, he had a message of authenticity or, you know, being authentic. That's what I'm about. That's what you're about. People, are you getting the message here that us, us coaches and us business 
professionals and entrepreneurs, we are seeing that being your genuine self is where it's at. That's the greatest value that you have. I mean, you've got to also bring value to the customer. Absolutely. (laughs) But it's you, the the authentic you, your unique you. That's the most valuable thing there is because there's none other. There's none other. That's right. But let's take it even further because a lot of people, when they talk about authenticity, they're talking about, don't you want to be happy and feel right in what you're doing? And that's really important, 100%. I will make a very clear argument that being authentic is more profitable Let's, we can even make a bottom line argument that you're leaving money on the table if you're trying to fake it, if you're trying to be professional. That's a, that's a crime because not only are you not happy, not only do you not feel right when you work with people, but you're making less money. Like there is absolutely no reason to be inauthentic. None whatsoever. There's no business case for it anymore. You know, uh, right now I'm studying with my, I have a protege. Okay, I say that with modesty. Okay, <laughs> right, and we and we we go into new works. And right now, I'm studying Stoicism, Marcus Aurelius, and his, and his book, The Meditations, which he wrote not to be published for himself. And something that he really espouses and emphasizes is that really the light you shouldn't seek to be happy, you should seek to be have a live a life of principle. Happiness will is, will come as a bonus, you know, yeah. but the principles is where it's at. And I, I'm embracing this more and more. I've been striving to embrace it more and more and more and more in my life, but I'm, you know, life's a big process, but yeah. do the principles, you know, and then other things come. Maybe. Absolutely. And to your point, happiness is not a goal. It's not something to strive for. It's a result of striving for the right things of actually having a life of purpose and a life of service. That's really where we find a lot of our self-worth is in our value, bringing that to another person. That's, so happiness is the result. Happiness is a state of being. It's not something you're gonna go find anywhere. You're not gonna get it. What was it? Lao Tzu said, uh, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. That's it. It's so simple and yet we still avoid it. We still do everything we can to not be happy or to do things that don't lead to happiness or don't result in happiness. And that's a crime. That's a crime on humanity. It's, it is. It is. You know, it's like everyone wants to be happy naturally, but it's a great misconception that you can that that's that you should go for that because it's too selfish intrinsically. You know, you said it's contribution. It's giving. It's a it's a side of it's a side effect. It's a bonus. It's something that comes naturally, organically when you live for others. Well, not necessarily live for others because you know you don't want to be right. like a religious zealot. Uh, you know, you want to have balance in your life, you know, that's where it's at. And you've got to give as well as take, but not, you know, at the expense of others. <laughs> exactly. And it also helps to give the right thing. Uh, you know, people always ask, you got to know your why, right? That's a big, big thing in business now. What is your why? Uh, but I like to get more specific. Mm-hmm. Not only do I want to know why do you care about what you do, but I want to know why you're the right person to bring that to the world. You know, it's got to be, I think everyone's got a genius. Everyone's born with some kind of natural talent that if you don't bring your natural talent to the world, if you don't take what you do best, what you do easiest and what's, what's just so easy for you to do, I could wake you up three o'clock in the morning and out of a deep sleep and you can just do it right there on the spot. If you don't take that thing you're so good at and share it with the world, you're actually a criminal. You're robbing me of whatever that service is, whatever that would have inspired me to do. I mean, there's story after story, right, of people that have, uh, 
come this close to missing their genius. Stephen King, have you heard Stephen King's story? No. He wrote um, his first uh, manuscript. He sent it to 30 publishers. All 30 publishers said, no, thank you. Man, no thanks, right? He threw, he threw his manuscript in the trash. His wife took it out of the freaking trash can, sent it to three more publishers, and one of them picked it up. That was Carrie. That was his first novel. Wow. Can you imagine if he just said, you know what? This writing shit, this ain't for me. I'm going to go hang clothes at Ross. I'm going to go work at the gas station because that's just, I guess that's my lot in life. Oh, well. And then we would have been robbed. I would have been robbed because I read Stephen King growing up. I would have been robbed of countless amount of inspiration and value that, can you imagine that just being locked away? You know, it's, it's so funny, man. All this stuff is, is Providence. Really, I'm really embracing that more and more. But, you know, I, I just, like, I, like I mentioned, I just interviewed Kenetard, who's so very similar to us. And, and what I said to him was completely sincere. And I'm going to say to you now is that I, I, I've, I've been saying to my audience that this guest is special. And this guest is special. It could sound so like, you know, BS. But the truth is, I'm finding something special in everyone. And I'm finding you very special. And I'll tell you what it is right now. And I'm, I'm going to articulate it. And you can let you audience, you let me know if I'm if I'm contriving it or not. Is that well, you know, the guy I mentioned, I'm not you know, promoting Kenneth Todd is that he's similar to us and, and we have a similar message and he's talking about, you You know, being your authentic self. And now I, now in my business, I, I've created a virtual self-help coach, which is going to transform self-help. It's going to make self-help work where it didn't work for the most, for the most part or for most people before, but that's, that's a, you know, a vision of business uh, and and we're, we're striving to launch it soon but you know you know so yes i've created it and yes it had a lot to do with my own wherewithal and ambition and aspirations yes but my myself as tony petroza i don't i see that i could have been more or less anyone who had the wherewithal to create this and, and then put it out in the world which may or may not be true but i am always my unique self i know that as part of business i've got to bring it forth to some extent at least and you, you, I think you profess that you actually, that's the first thing they buy. I can't argue that. <laughs> I can't argue yeah, that. They, that's, that's the true. first thing because if they don't think I'm going to be a good business person, they, you know, they're like, well, they're not going to trust me or whatever. Uh, but I'm, I see that I always, you know, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a 56 year old punk rock. I used to have a mohawk like this, <laughs> Josh, you know, what and happened? Still, come on, get that back. <laughs> I'm still a punk rocker, you know, so I'm all, I'm to bring out my uniqueness is, is paramount to me, but I don't, I, I haven't done that so much in the business as, as opposed to bringing the value that I want to the customers or creating this vision that I want to. And, and Ken was saying something similar, but what you're, what you're saying is do that in business. That's the value. That's yeah. a, you know, that's a, that's a differentiation of what I'm saying. So Absolutely. I'm I'm loving this, man. Go with that. Please. Well, so one thing they don't teach you in business school or any kind of entrepreneurial school, they don't teach you that people buy you first, your product or service second. But the opposite is true, and that's what people miss. If they don't buy you, they will never touch your product or service, no matter how much they need it, no matter how great the service is, they won't touch it. It and if you look at if you ever watched uh, Shark Tank. You see it. Those sharks are not looking at the product so much. They're looking at the person. Can I trust this person? Do I like this person? Is this person going to show up when they need to? 
Do I have a good feeling that they're really committed to it? Do they, are they have a good reason why they're doing it? Notice the questions that the sharks ask because that's what they're buying. They're buying the person. They're not buying the freaking company. The company doesn't matter. Most people out there, and this is where my heart goes out to. My heart goes out to solopreneurs, yep. talented solopreneurs, because uh, they're in a very crowded industry. They're selling a commodity. Most people sell commodities, life insurance, life coaching, business coaching, real estate. It's all commoditized. There's only, which means it's all duplicatable. Somebody is going to come along and do it better, faster, cheaper than you. You cannot compete on a commodity unless you want to compete in the, in the bottom of the barrel. The only thing that makes you your business unique is you. That's it. It's your story, your personality, your, your why, your mission, your values, your stand. That's the only thing that cannot be duplicated by somebody else. I That's it. why it's so important to bring that to business. That's your only differentiator if you're a solopreneur. Unless you're a big, big thousand person company, that's all you got. You know, before we started this interview, uh, Josh and I were speaking and I saw that we have was so simpatico. I said, hey, let's stop. Let's save it for the interview (laughs) for the audience. And I was saying to him, you know, that I, you know, I, you know, I'm very Zen, uh, you know, and I have a very open mind on philosophy and spirituality. And I, I believe that the greatest gift that I have is my own life. Uh, from God, okay. Well, what would you want to find? Find God is irrelevant. Um, but now, now that I have this gift, which is my life, uh, and not, and I shouldn't hold on to it in a, in a selfish and fearful way, but in a way where I, how can I express myself to the world, be my true self, and 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 that's my gift to the world. So I'm not, I'm not God's gift to the world. My life is God's gift to me. And now, with what, who I, my, my strengths, my visions. The change that I want to see in the world, that's the gift that I've got to bring to the world. That's the way I see things. That's right. And that's not, and that's what I talk about being a criminal. Don't rob me. I, I know you're not doing this, Tony. Do not rob me or anyone else of your gift. Don't rob me of my of that inspiration, of that, that help that I need. So you've got you have a responsibility. You are a criminal otherwise. I'm sorry. You're a moral, and may, maybe not in a legal court of law, but in a moral and ethical court of law you are robbing millions of people if you don't bring your gift to the world, if you don't let that out. We, we speak the same language, my new friend. We speak it. And, and, there's, and there's a battle. You know, there's, there's always a battle for self. You know, the world wants to pr- pressure you to conform and you must battle to express yourself and, and be your true self. That's, I, I, you know, and the more you learn, the more I learn, the more you win that battle <laughs> or make it, make it into a dance or if you don't like a battle, but the more you can do that. But if you don't, if you let the world control you, that's exactly what they'll do. And they start young. See, I think everyone's born for greatness. Everyone's born basically entrepreneurial and we're what I call adulterated, forgive the term, but we, we're, we're basically adulterated. We are crushed. We are told, keep your head down, obey. We're taught obedience and, and we're conditioned to obey, not allowed to express ourselves. And that's where I was. I know this very well. I spent the first 37 years of my life as an extreme introvert engineer, sitting in a cubicle, not talking to the public. So I was, everything was beaten out of me. My greatness, my hope, everything I thought, I was just following orders. I was a freaking soldier. That's how I grew up. I grew up as the good soldier. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Everything I was told to do, I did it. and that's the problem. That's that. That's the they, right? That's the they that, who are you listening to? Who told right. you that what's right and what's wrong? 
that's them. That's the them is the world, you yeah. know, and then it's starting from your parents who are our <laughs> first gods, right? Mm-hmm. As our parents, that doesn't make, that's only a perception because they're just as fallible as, as we that's are right. and there's, and doing the best that we, that with the resources they, mean well. they have. Yeah. They mean well, they right. just don't know any better. Right. So it's like the blind leading the blind, leading the blind and it's right. generational. Right. And we, it's our job to start seeing. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with Josh Zeppis. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. When people learn something, they want to use it so it has real value. And the best teacher is experience. Visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O where Proficio will have you taking action with what you're learning immediately. You'll be closer to your goals before you even realize it. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozo. We're here with Josh Zeppis, and we're talking about business. We're talking about personal development and how they're they're integrated and, and meshed. You know, I read something in your bio which I loved. I actually, I loved so many things I read in your bio, but here's the first thing. You said, quote, freedom is quite simply another word for self-control, end quote. That really resonated with me. You know, I, I'm a recovered drug addict. I'm clean and sober 20 years. But before, you know, I'm a, I was this young punk rocker rebel. I wanted to, you know, you know, anything you had, I wanted to rebel against, right? And I, and I wanted to be free, but I became an utter slave to drugs and then and other things too myself because I, I had no self-control, right? So, you know, it's such, a, it's such a misconception that you can be free by doing anything you want. No, it's no. backwards. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Self-control is everything, doing what you want, when you want, how you want, why you want. And it starts with awareness. That's the first key. You cannot, without awareness, you don't have choice. And without choice, you don't have control. So awareness, if, I, if someone says, Josh, what's the secret to gaining freedom? Becoming aware of everything you can, asking the right questions. Let me tell you something, everyone out there, you, Tony, all your audience, everyone, and this is going to sound weird, but you already have the right answers to everything you want to do, everything you want to know. You're just not asking the right questions. I concur. That's, that's the only place where we fall short. So asking the right questions to gain the awareness. And once you're aware, see, I know for a fact, once you have all the information, once you have all the awareness, you're going to make the right choice for yourself. The reason we don't make the right choice is because we make choices based on faulty, bad or lack of information. And that's what traps us in hell. That's what keeps us down. And that's what locks us in the cage and takes away our freedom. Definitely. You know, when I was uh, uh, in the mid nineties, I went to, I was going to a prestigious acting school in Manhattan. And I met my, my, my teacher who would become my mentor, George Morrison. This is the, this is the guy who's behind Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman. So this guy had the cred, all right? Yeah. And he turned me on to neuro-linguistic programming. He turned me on to a mm-hmm. whole new world, which I didn't know existed, of, of uh, schools of thought, like, you know, you know Ericksonian hypnosis, gestalt therapy, all this stuff. I learned so much from him. But I got to say, the, the thing I learned most from him was awareness. And this awareness of within and awareness of without. Both, both are critically important. And then I realized as I continue to increase my awareness that I had hardly any 
hardly <laughs> any. I was a blind man, you know, re feeling for the walls. And I've only been striving to get more and more. And that's, this is 25 years later, you know? So awareness is where it's at, absolutely. And it's a process. It's, a, it's not something that happens overnight. Like you just said, you're just starting to become aware that you weren't aware. And it's a, it's totally. a, it's a cool feeling, isn't it? It is. To, to be like, get, have that aha moment. Like I've never, I did never realize that. Wow. Now the world's starting to open up. Every time you have increase your awareness, the world opens up. Uh, it's a paradigm. It's a paradigm. Like, yeah. okay, I'm really ignorant. And it's great that I know that. Because <laughs> by knowing that, I learn more. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> yeah. uh, a good mentor of mine and when i was in the financial industry he used to say it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes all the difference in the world exactly. i've never forgotten that phrase. exactly just... I, he, he he said elegantly what i just said <laughs> yeah. right. very good i'm not I'm gonna use that that's great <laughs> can you quote that person do you know who can you say his name i know who it was his name is eric olson but i don't know if uh he got it from somewhere i, right, I can't gonna, find we're the we're gonna give it to eric we're gonna give it to eric, for, for right eric. Now. <laughs> absolutely this dude's a champion let me tell you He's absolutely man <laughs> just, and then from awareness then you can, you know, you can ask the questions. You know, and the and questions are I, really even more valuable than the answers. Because if you have the wherewithal to ask the right question, the answer is almost guaranteed to come to you if yeah. you ask the right question. And I the think answer is right. obvious. The answer is always obvious if you ask the right question. Right. If, you're, if you're trying to solve a problem, spend most of your time defining the problem properly. And yes. I promise the solution becomes obvious. And by the way, I don't know how many folks are, how many of your audience is in sales or in kind of the entrepreneurial round. Uh, but this is the number one mistake I see salespeople make. They try and sell the solution. You ever see, you ever talk to like a, someone trying to sell cell phones and like, hey, look at this cell phone. Isn't it awesome? It, it's got all these features and bells and whistles and blah, 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 blah. They're trying to sell the, the thing. But what if I don't need a cell phone? What if you, you haven't even determined that I actually need it? Do I care how good your cell phone is if I don't think I need one? If I, if I'm like an expert at smoke signals and I love landlines, like <laughs> you've right. got to sell the problem, right? Convince me that I need you this need technology <laughs> and then it's obvious. Of course, I'm going to get it from you. Of course, I'm going to buy it, but we got to agree on the problem. We got to agree that I have a need. Otherwise, I don't care how good your cell phone is. It makes no sense. Absolutely. And it's a funny thing about too, about sales and marketing and business, you know, uh, up until like. 15 years ago, uh, we didn't even realize that we had any need of smartphones. <laughs> and now we all got one, that's right? right? And, and that's what I plan. That's, what, that's my vision for the virtual coach, virtual coaching program that we've created is that, you know, everybody has a smartphone now, 15 years ago, nobody knew what one was. And, and self-help most people are not into because, well, it doesn't work for the most part. Um, but when self-help works and my company is going to make it work, everyone's going to have our app on their phone because it's going yeah. to work for them. And then, then, then you'll, everything will be matter of fact then. And I, and what, why, and I'll tell you a primary reason why I love self-help and personal development and self-development is that just as we're, it's full circle stuff here. This is about being the better you. That's, I'm all about being the better me, you know, the better me, then who is the better me? The one who has less, let, acts out less on the, on my flaws and, and, and acts out more on my strengths. That's all. That's all the better me is. That's some Superman. 
And that's why I love self-help. I love personal development. And I love, you know, I was a life coach, you know, and, you know, I've realized that, you know, most people don't want to be coached because they, well, I felt if they're entrepreneurial, they probably do. But, you know, most people don't want to be coached because they don't want to fail. <laughs> they're afraid to yeah. fail. <clears throat> Actually, it's interesting you say that. You're right. A lot of people think they're afraid to fail, but honestly, <clears throat> most people are afraid of success. This is an interesting discussion we're going to have because I don't yeah. agree. So tell me about oh. this. <clears throat> most people are afraid of success. So let me, let me make my, I'll make a quick argument and we can go deeper if you want. Let's look at the spectrum of failure and success and where people are in life. Yes. Where are most people? Let's be honest here. Where are most people? Most people are an inch away from failure. They're a mortgage payment, missed mortgage payment away from being on the street. They're one uh, poor job performance rating away from being fired. Most people are really right there next to failure. Very few yes. people are up here at the ultimate success. Yes. How could you be afraid of something you're already doing? How could you be afraid of being in a position you're already in? The fear is if I start to succeed, if I start, once I start pedaling the bike, I can't stop. I, have, I might have to pedal faster. I might have to get better at the controls. Otherwise, I'm going to crash. We worry more about the crash of success. What if I can't? What if I'm not good enough? All about our inadequacies. That's what scares the shit out of us. That's why it's easier to not try than to give it a shot and fail. So we're so afraid of success that we keep ourselves in the doldrum of failure. We just say, yeah, it's good enough. And we tiptoe through life, hoping to make it safely to death. You could be right, sir. You could be right. That's my short <laughs> argument. So, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's certainly a very, very, a very valid take on it. That's you know because I think about that, you know, because when I, if I'm successful, what's the implications? What else is going to happen? What are the possibilities? Well, uh, there's going to be more. You know, <laughs> it's be never more. ending. Can That's I handle it? Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think about that, but I also think that you know, if if I could have everything I wanted, what I wanted. I'm like, yeah, I would, as long as I can handle it. <laughs> exactly. Right? So yeah. there's, that's the fun that you're talking about now. So it is, we're, we're afraid know, we can't handle it. That, that's right. ultimately what it comes right, down right. to. Okay. So even though we have a different uh, view on it, we've actually come to agreement. So that's excellent. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very good. So let's take another moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with Josh Zephyrs. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Benjamin Franklin taught that leisure is the time for doing something useful and that this leisure the diligent person will obtain, but the lazy one never. Visit www.perficio.io, that's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O .io, where you can transform your idea of leisure to make it actually add to your life. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with Josh Zeppis, and we're having a great conversation. It's all, if you know, you know by the way, none of these are, Josh, Josh didn't give me any questions to ask him, you know, before the fact. This has just been a wonderful, organic, spontaneous conversation. But I, I'm going to, I did cue the last topic. I just started off with one of his quotes, and I'm going to start this next line of conversation with one of his quotes, because I love the quote, and I want to share it, and I want to get him to elaborate it on it. And you said, and this is from your website, quote, something special happens when you realize and accept that you were born for greatness. You stop accepting anything less than success. 
you stop quitting on yourself and others, and you start feeling the weight of a deep, relentless responsibility, end quote. I love yeah. that. I have found that is so true. I have found that is so true. And and most people are ignorant of that. They 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 shriek they shriek from it. You know, like oh no, I can't do it. I I you know it's too much. That really, when responsibility of being yourself is the great liberator. Yeah, yeah. We and and you're right. We hide. And this happens in business too. We hide behind a brand. We hide behind our product and service. This is how we sell stuff. Hey, look at my product, 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 product. And we, we sell stuff and we hide behind it because again, we, we don't realize that we were born with everything we need. We don't realize we were born for greatness. We were, we were just convinced otherwise. And we believed it. We believe the other folks. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, I don't know how deep you want to go into that quote, but that's a, that's a fun one. Well, you know, it, it has a lot to do with, you, you know, what you told me when I, when you, we first, uh, we're going to have you on, on board the, uh, the podcast, when you said that, when you understand that branding mindset and goal crushing work isn't what you do, Josh, it, it's what you are. Yes. And then we'll have a real conversation and, and that's what it's out. You know, it's, so this, this authentic self. Right. This is what, who you truly are. How, how does a person brand on that? Because, you know, in my mind, branding is basically your reputation. You got more to offer on it than that. Yeah. Branding essentially, if I had to coin it into a very simple term, it's the gut feeling a person gets the moment you walk into a room, the moment they see your business or the moment they see you. It's the gut feeling. It's not an analytical feeling. It's not like, oh, you know, I, I think Tony's kind of a cool guy. It's like you get that. See, you get that, that feeling that deep, deep down, like this guy's okay. I think I like him or I don't want to be around him. I just keep, something doesn't feel right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's that emotional connection you make with people. And so authentic self is allowing you to come out to the surface, the truth with all the quirks, with all the weirdness, with all the fun, whatever it is about you. It's, it's, it's basically a, a high level of self-security. It's just saying, you know what? I'm not perfect and that's okay, but I'm still got value. I'm still going to bring this to the world. That's what I did two years ago when I had to sit down. I'm like, Josh, you're an, you're an entrepreneur. You're on all these different industries. You're making money. What the hell are you doing? What is this all about? And I sat down and I said, what are you good at? What is your genius? What is the value you're going to bring to the world? What is the le legacy you're going to leave? What is the mark you're going to leave when you're gone? What's going to be left behind? And I had to define that for myself. And that's where identity archaeologist came from. That's where I decided I'm going to take what I'm really good at and I'm going to bring this to the world. And that's it. So it's no longer what I do. It really isn't. It's what I am. And I never, I never offer questions to interviewers. Never. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to have a real that's conversation because I don't need notes. I have no notes in front of me. There's fantastic. You, you just bring yourself. Thing. You bring yourself. Me. That's fantastic. Yes, I breathe this. That's yeah. great. And I love this term, identity archaeologist. I love that, man. Why don't you elaborate on that? Well, at, at space, it means I have no competition. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's great. So, hey, how would that feel if you had no competition? Wouldn't that make business and life a little bit easier? That's great. Uh, but really, it speaks to how I take my genius and I bring it to a commodity. So the commodity I do is branding, personal branding. There's a lot of other folks that do personal branding, but they don't do it the way I do it. My genius is being able to dig with questions. I dig deep. I know how to get the gold out of somebody. And then once we find the gold, 
we have to knock off and dust off all the conditioning, all the bullshit you were told about how you're, oh, honey, there's no money in that, or you're not good enough, or just keep your head down and get the safe, secure job that's no longer safe or secure. We brush off, we get rid of all that conditioning, and then we refine it and we polish your gift until it shines so bright, people are attracted to it. Like that's the lighthouse effect. You're like this lighthouse and people in the ships in distress just want to come in and be part of your circle. They're just naturally, you're not chasing anyone. You're not convincing anyone. They just want to be part of your mission. That is why I'm the identity archaeologist. That's fantastic. And I like what you say about branding is that you say that it's not, it's what you say and especially what you don't say. This is, this is, these are Josh's words, by the way, audience. Yeah. It's the confidence and conviction that comes from knowing exactly why you get out of bed each morning and the courage to unabashedly share it with the world. That's just Josh's words. And man, that is yeah. powerful stuff. And, and a person has to get the courage up to do that because that's, that's not easily done. No, no, it's courage, which is, is one of my favorite C words. It's a great word, but it's even more than courage. It's something I call clarity right? It's clarity. That's the first C in this, in this line. So with clarity, clarity means it's like, I know this, right? When you know something, you can see it clearly. When you have clarity, that's the first stage. Then once you're clear, you can then develop the second C, which is confidence. Confidence is knowing that you know. So clarity is knowing. Confidence is knowing that you know, but it's still very analytical, right? I, so confidence is, I got this. Then the final C, and this is where the magic happens, is something called conviction. Conviction is when it goes from your head to your heart. It's no longer an analytical thing. Now it's I am this. And when you become, when you have conviction in what you do, when there's, there's no stopping you, you are absolutely unstoppable. You are going to hit your destination and no one can stop you. That is powerful. So, but, it, but you're never going to get conviction until you get your confidence and your confidence comes from clarity right because the best analogy is driving a car how fast are you going to drive when there's four inches of fog in front of you and you can't see anything you're not going to go anywhere you're not going to feel confident to drive if you cannot see but if you can see 100 miles down the road and it's a straight road and it's a sunny day and you got a high performance vehicle pedal to the metal right you're confident you're clear and now you can make that, you can convert that into conviction when it travels, when it becomes what you are and no longer what you do. Absolutely. You know, when I was uh, working as a personal development coach, that was the most important thing I had to get a client is, is to have to get them get clear. Because without Claire, it's just a big nebulous. They don't know where they go. They're chasing their tail. They don't know where, which way they're going. You know, they want some whim. And clarity is, is essential. And you said that's, that's the beginning. That's the first. I love that. The three C's. Clarity. Three C's confidence conviction that boy that's where it's at this this guy knows what he's talking about i can tell he can i can tell for sure <laughs> thank you and and you know we say clarity but we we use the term loosely like oh okay i'll get clear sure but that's really what what stops most people uh i do obstacle course racing and yeah, tell me about that uh it's just I, could, I was just in Mexico City uh, a couple of weeks ago in the 10,000 foot mountains running a 13 mile obstacle course. And people ask me, how do you do it, Josh? How do you do it without quitting? Don't you feel like quitting in the middle of the race when you get cut up and bloodied and muddied and all that stuff? I'm like, yeah, but here's my secret. And this is, this is the secret to, by the way, goal crushing as well. First thing I do when I show up to the race, 
I go to the finish line and I look at the finish line. I touch, I make sure it's real. I touch the finish line. Then during the race, when I feel like giving up, when I'm tired and I can't breathe, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm at Florida, right? So I train at sea level and now I'm at 10,000 feet where there's 25% less oxygen. I'm like trying to like stuff all the oxygen molecules into my mouth. I'm like trying to find them. Uh, I remember the finish line and I know as long as I don't quit, I will have to cross that finish line. There is a finish. There is an accomplishment. There is a reward at the end. The reason we give up in life, the reason we just freaking throw in the towel when we're muddied and bloodied and we've been tackled and we're tired and we're sick and all this crap is because we can no longer see the finish line. We no longer know that, is this going to go on forever? Is this, am I going to be this beat up forever? It's not worth it. Then I'm going to give up. We forget what the finish line looks like. We can no longer see it. So let me tell you, clarity is so much deeper than even just in business. It's the number one thing to accomplish anything worthwhile in life. I, that totally resonates. I absolutely agree with you, sir. You know, you know, when I was coaching, we, I've used NLP to help a person see, you know, what they'll see, what, they, what their goal, what, what they'll see when, when they reach their goal, what they'll hear, what they'll, what they'll feel. You go beyond that. You like don't imagine it. Go do it. Go visit the finish line. Yeah, and see, that's yes. awesome. Smell it, taste it, lick it, touch it, fuck it. I don't care. Do something that, with it. Make sure re- that you ha- you can experience it in right. every way. Really know it. Really relate to it yes. very closely, man. I've is- never humped the finish line though. Just to be uh, yeah, very clear, I, 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 I haven't done that yet. The, we can <laughs> consult the cameras. Uh, but that, wow, that is, that makes so much sense. And and probably why you're so, you're probably a great racer, and you reach those those finish lines because you do things like that, things that yeah. you do. Yeah, and I finished. That was my only goal. I'm I'm not like a top one percenter in those things, but I think just doing stuff like that is a one percenter. I believe in one percenter life. I say, you know what? If you're going to be doing anything, don't do everything mediocre. Pick one thing in your life and be a one percenter at it. Be the best at it. I don't care if it's sweeping the floor. I don't care if it's being a bank teller. I don't care if it's like picking up your child or doing a race. Be, don't be average and ordinary at everything. Be a one percenter in something and it will change your life in every way. It'll change every aspect of your life. I love that. I love that, man. You know, and, you know it's just like, just like, you know, when I was, when I would coach some people in addiction recovery, well, one thing I would say over off the bat is just raise your standards. Right off the bat, yeah. raise your standards. Stop settling yeah. for this. Start make another standard higher, and then live up to that. And then you, you'll change it from there. But you go, you got to raise your standards. You got to push yourself. You got to go to the next level. Otherwise, you're just going to stay down where you're at. And absolutely, I. You, it's you, that proverbial thermostat, right? It's wherever you set your thermostat is. You will always be within one or two degrees. So until you raise your temperature, your thermostat setting. Right. You're not going to change your performance. People think it's the opposite. Oh, once it, here's another good phrase for you. Yeah. If you want to earn a million dollars, you have to first become a millionaire. And that fucks people up. People are like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? No, no. Once I make a million dollars, Josh, then I'll be a millionaire. Wrong, 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 right. wrong. Absolutely. You've got to become a millionaire in every which way in your thought process, your mindset, right. your activities, your behavior, then the million dollars will be automatically a million dollars has to show up totally because the universe has to be congruent you can't it can't have that that dissonance totally of course you've got to be congruent with the you know the principles that of success that you get wishing for a million dollars no no not wishing 
wishing to be a millionaire doesn't make you a millionaire. Actually right. thinking like a, a millionaire, which is, you know, so, so that has self-discipline that that just has to say success principles you embody success principles right that's you know that's and whatever it is you do your subjective view but you you embody the subject these success principles and you'll and then you'll your million dollars will appear <laughs> yeah yeah because we always get in life what we feel we deserve now what we actually deserve what we feel we deserve and that's the kicker when you went as soon as if someone realizes that that you, what do you mean, Josh? I'm getting what I what I'm asking for. Uh, yes. Exactly. Sorry. I know your life is shit. I know you're complaining constantly about this, this, and this. But that's what you expect. It's it deep down. You may not on the surface. You might try and like cover it up with facade and ego. But deep down, that is truly what you think of yourself. That's what you're expecting. So let's try. Let's raise. And that's what you're working on. That's with one of your geniuses. Let's raise your self worth. Let's raise your identity. Let's raise your expectations, raise your standards, and then the life will follow. It has exactly. to. It has I'll, to. I'll make another reference to addiction recovery because it's very poignant. I would tell other young, you know, people young in recovery is that the thing, the greatest uh, hurdle they have to get over is their own sense of self-worth. Because if you don't believe you deserve great things, you'll never even try. You won't even bother. Yeah. Why bother? You have to increase your self-worth that you deserve good things because then, and then you can begin to changing your mind into to a person who manifests those things. But until you feel that you you're worth it and deserve it, you're not going to get it. And this is not, this is not, you know, vanity. This is mm -hmm. lo self-love uh, and self-respect. You know, this is, this is humility. This is modesty, not, not things yeah. that are not that way. That's, you know, we're not talking about pride you know, or vanity. We're talking about loving your gift, <laughs> right? Which is yourself. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't woo-woo. By the way, when I was in corporate America for 20 years as a very shy, negative, introverted engineer, I thought all the stuff you're talking about right now, I'm like, oh, this is a, what is this like weird energy woo-woo right. shit? Like, yeah. I the, never where's believed Where's the quartz? Where's the quartz? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where, what are you going to do? You're gonna, are you going to hypnotize me? What's going on here, right? Uh, but I actually dove into this and there's there's science to what you're saying. There's science behind this. If you understand the, the reticular activating system and, and right. things like that and how your subconscious works, like things that we know that we've already proven out, this is all true. There's a lot of science behind this. So just anyone listening, this is not a woo-woo stuff. If you're an by introvert the, like me and a skeptic. By the way, audience, what Josh just mentioned, the reticular activation system, that means Something. If you got something in your mind that you didn't have before, guess what? You start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> once it's in, once it's new in your mind, but once it's a it's filter. In there, you'll recognize it. Great yeah. stuff. We're gonna have a final break, and then we're gonna come back with the last segment with Josh. Unfortunately, but all good things come to an end, and and good thing this is gonna be recorded for perpetuity. So it's all great yeah. stuff. Okay, our final break from our sponsor. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Perficio learns more about you as you make progress and then uses that information to help you even more. It is quasi-AI. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can be helped by something that learns more about you because that is the difference that makes the difference. 
You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your your host, Tony Petroza. We're here with Josh Zeppis, and he's talking about all things awesome, all things Josh Zeppis. I love it. I totally love it. I say that with complete sincerity. We're going to talk about some one of uh, Josh's terms. I really love this. Now, in marketing, you've got ROI, right? Return of investment. Josh has ROC, return on conversation. Talk about it. Yes, return on conversation. There's a lot of really good, talented folks out there, professionals and solopreneurs that are constantly introducing themselves to people, right? You're networking, you're presenting, you're talking, and then you get this, this look from people that they're just listening to you talk about yourself. Hey, I'm Josh, I do this, I'm this, blah, blah, blah. And they nod and smile and you never see them again. That is a bad ROC, yeah. right? If you're gonna spend the time going out there and, and sharing your gift, sharing your message, sharing your business, you need to make sure that you're getting something in return, that there's a, a connection. And so one of the things I help people do is create compelling first impressions, right? How do you make sure that you make that connection properly so that there's a second impression? Because it's easy to do the first impression, uh, but how do you turn a first impression to a second impression? And the better you do at that, the higher your ROC, the higher your return on your conversation. I went to your website and saw your business first impression intake form. I loved it. I immediately saw the value in this. When you have the awareness of what people see in you and you know what's pertinent and what's all pertinent, and they're going to decide whether they want to continue or not, or or if you get back to them, that you know they're going to continue. This is great awareness. So I I told you know in a few minutes, we'll, Josh will talk about you know how you can contact him and his website. But I, right off the bat, I recommend this. The, uh, what he calls a BFI, business first impression form. Very valuable. Very, very valuable. How yeah, did you come yeah. about? How'd that come about? Uh, that came about as uh, I started doing this for people just for free automatically. And because yeah. it's easy. I can look at your link. I can look at a profile. I can look at an email, a website, uh, a presentation you're giving. And I can immediately pick out certain things, say, no, move this around, change it. This is one of my geniuses. I, like, I don't even try hard. It's, it's kind of unfair a little bit. And, and I can transform that to something that's compelling, to something that's persuasive. Because most people start with the ego. They start with information. Let me tell you something. This is way too much to get into. But in a first impression, you want to be very high on the emotion and very low on the information. But what, I see, what you see out there is the opposite. Most people think I need to give information. Here's my title. Here's what I do. Here's my business. Here's my ideal prospect, blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, ah, oh, yawn. Okay, right, great. Right. Thanks, for, thanks for playing. You know, oh, you say, oh, you're a realtor. Oh, wonderful. Well, I got right. 18 realtors in my family. They're all assholes. Right. Thank you for playing. Leave me alone. Even right. though that could have been a perfect client for you, even right. though you should have actually made a connection. So how do you upgrade those first impressions and make sure you get people further down the line so you can get that one-on-one -on -one. because the second impression is where you make the sale or the third or the fourth you don't try and sell on the first impression the only thing you're selling is you you're selling on you're selling yourself and them on why you should have another conversation that's the key to a first impression most people really bomb on that makes perfect sense i mean we remember things that that affect us emotionally so yes. if you have a higher emotional impact you know i'm not to say to be dramatic <laughs> Just that, no, no. You know, but we are emotional creatures we're always emotional matter of fact all decisions are emotionally made and then we go i i contend and then we seek to go about them logically as as logically as we can but we are emotional creatures and that's that's never shut off 
and and, that, and that's what counts you know that's what we that's what affects us correct and this isn't manipulation emotional like you know going in with fear and and judgment and shame that that kind of manipulation emotion but the empathetic emotion letting somebody know that you understand where they're at if you're talking to your ideal prospect before you tell me how great your product and service is why don't you empathize with me for a second and let me know that you kind of know where I'm at in life that you understand what I'm going through. Because if you come at me with your product and service first, you're another salesperson. And I don't want to talk to you. Right. So there's just a lot of ways to do that and bring that out authentically and genuinely. Um, and that's what BFI is. It's just a quick, it's just a quick example for people that they can get some instant results from an improved uh, message up front. It's not a full brand, not even close. Right. It's something that right. can get people's feet wet in the idea of changing your message. Definitely. And, and that's a perfect segue to the final thing I want to talk about. And that's the three biggest benefits of a personal brand. So can you uh, touch on, oh. can you touch on those? I know sure. I mean, there's lots of benefits to your personal brand. Well, no, you, you <laughs> talked about on your website, you talk about three biggest benefits. Okay. Yeah. I, I wrote all kinds of stuff on my website, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I really liked it. Now let's see if I can see. Um, if I can find it, but I, I read the benefits. That's, I'm like, yeah, these all make perfect sense. That sounds uh, familiar. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I can go off the cuff and talk about all kinds of benefits. Uh, you know, for one, the, a big benefit to a personal brand, first of all, it's your differentiator. It's the only thing that differentiates you, number one. Uh, that's first and foremost. Uh, that will set you apart from everyone else. Uh, two, it, it's, it's easier. It's easier to be yourself than to try and fake it and be something else, than to try and fit yourself into someone else's box. Yeah, oh, you're a State Farm agent? Great, you should still have a personal brand. You State Farm as your credibility behind you, but you still need that personal brand uh, because you don't fit into a State Farm box. Sorry, like no one person fits perfectly, except Jake. He's the only one I think, you know, with the khakis. <laughs> he, he might be the only one that might fit perfectly into the State Farm box, uh, but it's easier to be yourself. Let, let, let me come back full circle on this because I, I found the info. Did on you find them? And surprise, surprise, <laughs> you've actually already covered and even articulated this thing. So it's oh, did almost I? Okay. redundant. But I'll, I'll, just, I'll just quickly review what they are. The three Perfect. biggest benefits of a personal brand. One, raise your ROC, your return on conversation. You've already talked about that. Get Two, get paid for simply being yourself. That was the first thing we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> That's number two. And three, build the conviction needed to become unstoppable. You've, yeah. you've okay. really espoused on that saying that, you know, that's the third C and that's essential because that's the, you know, you got to put that final part in place because if you don't have a strong belief on that, it'll fall apart. You, how do you follow up? Follow up, follow up is king, but we, without the first mm -hmm. impression, the follow up will be very weak, right? Or, 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 not, or not even possible perhaps. Uh, yeah, yeah, not even possible. People will, you know, I used to, ex I, people would excuse themselves to the bathroom all the time when I would uh, first introduce myself when I was in the financial industry and I talk about life insurance and all this right. information stuff. Right. People would just nod and smile. They would excuse themselves to get a coffee or the bathroom that and I would never answer. be able to find them again. Even when I reached out to them, they'd like ghost me. I'd be like, what happened? Well, I didn't, uh, my first impression was, was, it was terrible. It was off, right? Very yeah. good. I'm going to tell you, Josh, this is, this has been a fantastic, fantastic, truly interview. And as I said at the beginning, everyone was special. I'm finding that everyone's special. 
you know what? You may we we may be the mo- the most simpatico that I've I've truly, because we have the same sort of message, but you're much more articulated in terms of personal brand and and, and a solopreneur. And it's I love it. I love what you're about, man. We're, this this is the first. This is our, our first conversation. There's gonna oh, yeah. be definitely more to follow because we got we got a lot in common, man. We we just scratched the surface, to be honest. We, we, we totally just totally. a little I mean, bit. I, I love what you're about. It's not to say that I love myself, though I do, but not in a vain way. I Because I think your message is very, very valuable and, and true. And fantastic. I really appreciate you very much coming on. And you've, you've, you've delivered a lot of value for my listeners, I believe. Uh, do you have final remarks for our listeners and viewers? Yeah, uh, always. Um, I mean, beyond what everything that we've talked about, uh, I'll give I'll give one little uh, how about life hack for sure. uh, the the solopreneurs, business people out there, salespeople. What you do isn't what you do. So I want you to think about Sarah, this. I want to, repeat that. What again. you do, what you do is not what you do. Is is not is not what you do. See, when I ask someone what do you do, and someone says I do life insurance or I'm a realtor, that's not actually what you do. That's how you do what you do. So I want everyone, I want to challenge you right now, write down what you think you do, you know, and, and what everyone's going to write is their, their business or their product or their service, right? I do personal branding. I do real estate. I sell insurance. I do blah, 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 right? Okay. That's not what you do. I want you to take that and I want you to replace that with the transformation that you do. So you don't sell life insurance. What you do is you make sure my daughter gets to go to college if I get into a car accident this afternoon, that she can afford to make that choice. That's what you do. You make sure that I can create an instant legacy for my family. That's what you do. How you do it is by selling life insurance. So once you can make that mental switch, your conversations immediately this afternoon, right now, once you make that mental switch, your conversations are never going to be the same. Start talking about what you do, no longer how you do it. And I promise that's going to change everything for you. That's fantastic. That is awesome. Great stuff. And I also, now, not just that, now I understand, I understand you also have a free gift for, for the audience. Yeah, I've got a couple of things, I guess. Yes. Uh, so if anybody wants to learn more about personal branding, I actually have a signature talk that I'm, I'm doing periodically called The Lighthouse Effect, basically how to... Uh, rise and shine above the sea of sameness in your crowded industry. And it's, it's a fantastic talk. It's free. It's fun. There's no sales whammy at the end. I don't play those games. Uh, and personal webinar, uh, sorry, personalbrandwebinar.com. And you'll be able to see any future dates. And then a free gift. I don't do this very often, but we were talking before because uh, this, is, this is my own personal time I'm going to offer for free. So please take advantage of this. But I want to offer everyone a 30-minute what do you do session? What we're going to do together, we're going to create a unique and persuasive and compelling uh, first impression, which is the answer to the question, what do you do? You will, we'll create your unique version of that based on what you think you do. We'll create one that will be immediately impactful, a small little business asset you can take and use forever. And again, I don't do the sales whammy thing. It's just a, it's, it's kind of a personal mission to help people answer this one question. If, if that's all I could do the rest of my life, I'd be happy doing that. Fantastic. I really appreciate your generosity and your offer very much. Thank you very much. So uh, tell us how, how will the people contact you? Uh, 
and your websites or email or whatever, however your contact information is. Yeah, easiest way, go to my website, joshzeppis.com. And also on social media at Josh Zeppis or Identity Archaeologist. You can find me both ways, but I'm out there. Everything I do is public. I don't do any private stuff or hide anything because it's just me anyways. Uh, and that's probably the best way. Or you can con- or email would be info at joshzeppis.com. Great stuff. Josh, you've been a wonderful, awesome guest. Uh, I really hope <clears throat> that people take advantage of your offer. You've, you've provided great information. Uh, and, and I also know that, you know, that you have these webinars coming up. So go to Josh's web, uh, website, which is joshzeppis.com. That's two S's. Every, everything else is just one, one letter. And, uh, and, and join his mailing list. And you can get on one of these webinars because I think it'll be very valuable. Uh, and what do you've got to lose from that, right? Just go check out okay. one of these webinars. Um, you've been an awesome guest. Guess we're going to be talking in more in the future because I hope so, Tony. Because you're on to great things too, and and I, I hope people, I hope your audience realizes how lucky they are to be in your circle uh, with your level of personal development uh, awareness, and obviously your your. Uh, I, I want to learn more about your upcoming um, your your service. This this uh, virtual coach because this this sounds. Uh, incredible this, this is a game changer my friend this is going to change the Man. world i'm going to transform transform self-help but uh, enough about me <laughs> but no, i want to i want to thank the audience for their time thank you once again josh you were a fantastic remarkable guest i really appreciate it and remind uh, everyone that every one of us is responsible for ourselves and we can all use some help so Thank you very much. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. If there's a way to subscribe, like or share it, please do. Thank you very much. Josh, you are the man. Been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.